It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome. Welcome back, everybody. I'm excited. Today, I have Austin Suloff here on the show. And one of the things I'm going to be talking about is the idea of dreaming bigger. Uh, you know, it seems like when we're young, we have these great ideas, we dream big, we have no fear. By time we're processed through high school and college, uh, our dreams have either vanished or shrunk quite a bit. Our, our self-esteem has taken a beat down and we really forget how to dream big. Society wants us to dream small. Society wants us to split play small. And Austin is here to help us play big because the ultimate thing that you have to remember from today's show is that you'll never do it wrong when you play big. The bigger you play, the better your life is going to be. Austin Suloff is an absolute legend in the direct sales and marketing profession. Um, having been the number one earner in three separate companies and trained some of the top earners in history. He's also a very unique approach to personal development, which we'll talk about momentarily. Austin Suloff, welcome to the show. Hey, Bert. Glad to be here, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, you and I have talked uh, so many times, but it's just been a, a blast to have you here. And I'm excited to, to kind of... Uh, Pry your head open a little bit and, and see what we can dig up. <laughs> hey, you pry this head open. You might be scared of what you find, but let's do it. <laughs> good. Well, you know, one of the things that I love every time you and I talk is that you are this big thinker. Uh, you have this in infectious way of energizing people. You're one of those individuals uh, that when you walk into a room, the energy just elevates and Talk a little bit about your background. Have you always been like this? Is, is this something that you learned? Talk about how, you know, what did you do and how did you get to where you're at today? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, one, I appreciate all the kind words. You built me up to be 10 foot tall, but on a good day, I'm only five nine. So I appreciate the kind words. And, uh, you know, folks, I love Bert. You know, I love his energy as well. You commented on my energy, but you just bring incredible energy. Every time that we speak, it's always a pleasure. Uh, so no, I, I wasn't always, you know, Mr. PMA, Mr. Positive Mental Attitude and all that sort of thing. I, uh, uh, I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere in Edmondson County, Kentucky, uh, a, a town so small people outside of it that actually know about it, refer to it as M. Redmondson County, Kentucky. Oh my gosh. So, um, hopefully no one, no one there, uh, sees this and is like, oh, Austin, why would you say that? But there's only like three people with the internet out there. <laughs> So um, anyway, but uh, I was fortunate enough whenever I was about 11 years old that uh, our house burned down and we lost everything. So we were able to move out of there to the big city of Bowling Green, Kentucky. And, and so um, to me, that was a big city. And so instantly I fell in with the wrong group. You know, my, my parents had got divorced. We went from being what I thought would probably be around middle, middle class to uh, we just lost everything. We didn't have the right insurance. We were broke. And so I lost, uh, you know, the family environment, the, the financial security. So immediately I fell in with the wrong group of people. 
and started doing silly stuff to get money, to find uh, belonging and all that. And so from age 12 to about 19, I was just in the streets doing stupid stuff, you know, fighting, just anything that you can imagine. Like if you've seen the most crazy outlandish gangster movies without getting into too big a detail, uh, that was my day to day. And so um, about age 19 is when it finally hit me that if I keep down this path, I'm going to end up one of two places. That's it, either dead or in prison, like so many other of my acquaintances. And so I got involved in combined insurance company where I learned the PMA philosophy, W. Clement Stone's company. My mom had been involved with them since I was about 12 or 13, but I was off being Mr. Knucklehead and um, you know not really listening to what she had because uh, she was putting me around some of the top personal development gurus in the world. And uh, I wasn't really concerned what these, these guys and gals had to say because I was doing my own thing, trying to see how quickly I could screw my life up. And um, so about age 19 is when it all kind of turned around for me and I got involved with them, broke every record that they had regionally and divisionally. But you know, I'm just the ninth grade high school dropout from Kentucky. They didn't know if I could make it or not, but I've tried and I kept trying and here I am, thank God. That, that's, a, that's cool, that's very cool. And yeah, uh, a lot of people do not uh, know about the combined insurance uh, company. Uh, started by W. Clement Stone, and it, and it has made fortunes for a lot of people who had the tenacity and the courage to, you know, pave their own way. And, uh, you know, that's the great thing about the direct sales industry, uh, network marketing, multi-level mar marketing, whatever you want to call it. The direct sales industry has made more millionaires than any other industry that I'm aware of. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. No, I mean, that's what I've heard as well for years is uh, the direct selling profession has made more millionaires than any other profession in the world. And um, it makes sense. I mean, you look at, I was actually just recently doing some research on some of the top earning jobs in the state of Kentucky. And um, apparently the, uh, the cap is somewhere around $240,000 for like a surgeon in Kentucky. And um, of course, if you move to you know anywhere else, you'd probably make twice that. But um, if you were just attached to Kentucky, I guess you could make 240. But uh, and we've earned a significant multiple of that in a year in the direct selling profession. And so I was I'm, I know that uh, about a decade and some change ago, I was looking at the top earning uh, professions uh, in the U.S. and it all revolved around sales. And that was actually before I even discovered the uh, specifically the home-based business uh, profession. And there, I mean, we've, we've seen people earn seven figures a month. And so it's kind of startling when you look at some of these incomes that these people can, can earn uh, whenever they're earning from not just linear income, but leveraged and residual income as well. Sure, sure. You know what? And, and I've had the uh, pleasure... Um, to be around some very uh, brilliant, wealthy, high achievers. And the number one thing I take away from these achievers, and they're in all different industries, is their mental game. Because it really comes down to your, your mental game. I mean, it's all mental. If you yeah. think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you won't. 
right, is the old saying. But the difference between the guy or the gal who's making a thousand bucks a month versus the person who's making 10,000 bucks a month is really the mental, what they believe about themselves, what they think about themselves. Here you are with this massive Ivy League school, ninth grade dropout. (laughs) You know, and and not only are you making uh, a massive amount of money, but you're also training other people how to do that. And I want to talk about that in a little bit. But really, it, it comes down to what's here. And that's the number one thing I take away. And, and, and some of these big achievers, really, they've taught themselves to believe in themselves at a ridiculous level, and they really play big. They don't care about failing. They don't care about what other people think. They don't care about being embarrassed. They don't, you know, they just don't think that way. They think about playing all out and achieving that result, whatever it is they're chasing, like, and I have not met Elon Musk, but I'm going to use him because I think he's a great example. Here's a guy who says, hey, you know, uh, we need to have not just electric cars, but really nice electric cars that we would be proud to own. Boom, creates, uh, he bought and now expanded Tesla to what it is today. And then he's got this other crazy idea of, of uh, having a reusable uh, space uh, vehicle, which uh, failed like the first three or four times miserably, publicly on the verge of bankruptcy. And he finally got, I think it was the fourth rocket to land perfectly, got a big contract from NASA that saved the company. Uh, and now he's thinking, hey, we need to, you know, we need to look at maybe populating Mars. And, and here's a guy who's playing big, thinking big, does not care one little bit about what other people think about him. And, and, and a lot of people have called him a lot of, you know, uh, derogatory names. But I want to get your take on this. You know, how important is that mental aspect in your world or in anybody else's world? It's everything. And you mentioned Elon Musk. Um, You know, he's got about a half dozen other mind-numbingly just obscene projects that he's working on, like the tunnel in Los Angeles and and everything like that. So it's funny that you mentioned him specifically because I've done a lot of research on Elon. He's He's very, uh, he's an interesting guy for sure. One characteristic that I think most entrepreneurs, most successful people, and Elon in fact has, is the ability to not take oneself too seriously and to to laugh at themselves, you know? Um, To not necessarily be super attached to the outcome, but to find joy in the process. Um, And I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of people overlook that, you know, the, um, the, the fact that failing is part of succeeding. I failed yes. my way to success. Uh, I'm not terribly concerned about what others think of me now because I have the vision of, of the future and what, what it's going to look like. And I speak to people all the time that they say, you know, my, my spouse doesn't support me. My mom doesn't support me. My friends think I'm crazy because, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on doing this over here. And, and it's not their dream in the first place. It's yours. It's right. your vision. That's why you're the visionary, right? But um, so it's all, it's all mental. And you're right. Um, you know, whether you think you can or you think you can't, chances are you're right out of the way. And of course, as Napoleon Hill said, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. 
but you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into um, getting that, as Vince Lombardi put it, that mental toughness and uh, believing 10x, 100x, or 1,000x. Uh, Will Smith said something uh, one time that really resonated with me that uh, uh, realistic thinking is the number one killer of, of great men, right? Mm-hmm. No, it, if you ever want to achieve greatness, you just don't think realistic it's you're you're on a different plane you're in a different world than your your average ordinary person so yeah i would encourage everybody to set a goal that scares the hell out of them you know that's huge a a big hairy audacious goal right one of my friends says and then double it and then there's a good chance if you double it again you know whatever that goal may be that uh, you're somewhere in the realm of where you should be thinking. So. Yeah, I see. And again, that's big thinking. That's playing big. That's, you know, just listening to you say that, pick a big, hairy, audacious goal and then double it and then double it again. That for a minute there, I, I just pulled back. Wait, wait. No, you know. <laughs> it should carry it. It should yeah. carry it. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's what I think a lot of people do is they get scared by these ridiculous goals that they're setting and then and so they and so they go back to a realistic and and uh and and i love that quote by will smith i mean hey if, if you want if, if you want to fail and you want to be average set a realistic goal uh, and i also want to kind of uh, comment on the idea of a non-supportive spouse mm-hmm. non-supportive family i i think that's just part and parcel of the way it is i mean very few of us are going to have the support mechanism that we need. And that's why it's important to have a trainer. It's important to have a coach or a mentor. It's important to go a place that has people like you, like-minded people that will support you because you're most likely not going to get it at home. And, and that's just, that's just the way life is. And, And so, uh, you know, um, Jeff Basil, Bezos, I can't remember his wife's name, I forgot, but uh, his, his ex-wife, I'm sorry. But, you know, one of the reasons, in my opinion, that he did so well is because he did that, he did have that support at home. Uh, they were both on the same page, and it's unfortunate that their marriage didn't last forever, but it did last a very long time. Uh, she's been very well compensated for her involvement, uh, but again, to me, that's a unicorn situation where you have the spouses on the same page going after the same goal. It's wonderful if you can get there. Not always, not always the uh, what happens in real life. So you just you, you got to just figure it out another way. Uh, I want to talk about this real quick. Here you are. Uh, you're a trainer. You, you've been involved in training now and, and mentoring people for how long? Um, it'll be 20 years next year. Okay. So what, what do you find as your, you know, what sets you apart from other trainers, other mentors? Talk about this a little bit. Yeah, sure. So um, especially in our space, in the direct selling profession, uh, there's so many gurus that, and one specific individual comes to mind in, in this, that um, they've, never, they've never really done anything of substance uh, but they are yet looked at as a trainer or a coach 
Um, and that's where they made their name is training people how to do something that they haven't done. And it's interesting to me. Um, so with me having been the number one income earner in three separate companies, which if you ever get to the point where you're one of the top 10 income earners in one company, kudos, that's huge. If you become number one of one company, that's amazing. To do it twice is almost unheard of, three times. And um, you know, not, not you know, breaking my arm, patting myself on the back, but it's just, it's apparent at this point that I, I know how to set up systems and structure because uh, you, you can't get there by just recruiting your way to the number one position or even selling your way. You've got to build an organization that duplicates and, you know, you got to have a lot of people winning to get you to a number one position. You can't do it on your own. Um, so you have to help others uh, to get to that number one income earning position. There's just no way around it. And so um, it's just apparent that at this point, I kind of know what to do uh, to ensure that if someone just follows the blueprint that they are winning to whatever level that they decide that they, they can stand, you know, mentally and emotionally. And, and so um, I think that's a big difference is I'm, I'm not just training on and coaching on and speaking on things in theory like a lot of other coaches do and a lot of other trainers and speakers do. Um, I don't train or speak on anything that I don't do myself or haven't done or haven't checked out and noticed that this works. So I don't train on theory. I train on things that are proven and predictable. And I think that's, that's a huge difference between myself and a lot of other trainers, coaches, and speakers. And as far as speaking from stage and, and that sort of thing, I'm also a professional hypnotist and hypnotherapist with a good understanding of the subconscious mind. And speaking from stage, there's a certain impact that I look to have on the crowd. And I do really enjoy uh, speaking from stage just because whenever you, whenever you are confident in something and you feel that you're good at it um, and you're able to get the desired result time and time again, it really starts to become very fun. And sure. so I think that's some, some of the things that sets me apart aside from I, I do really like to have fun. And if I'm going to go to the trouble of spending my time training, coaching, speaking or anything like that, uh, I'm going to make sure that I have fun. And sometimes that that results in other people having fun, too. <laughs> well, you know what? And, and I think that's part of, of, of life, man. If, if you're not having fun, you're probably doing it wrong. That's right. And fun is like a magnet that attracts the life that you want anyway. Sure. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Um, is, is there a specific uh, mindset, mantra, philosophy that you've used uh, that you find valuable uh, as you go doing different projects? Yeah. Um, so what W. Clement Stone taught at Combined Insurance Company um, was something called the PMA philosophy or the positive mental attitude philosophy. And this is something that has really helped me and stuck with me. Um, the PMA philosophy is defined as a state of mind that continues to seek, find, and execute ways to win regardless of situation or circumstance. Um, and I love that because if you really dissect that, it tells you that you're going to have 
challenges, issues, setbacks, roadblocks. Jeff Bezos is going to get divorced. Uh, you know, Elon Musk is going to go bankrupt. You know, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, these things are going to happen. You know, your your problems are not unique to you. This is how the universe is set up. You know, and so. Um, that's comforting to me to know that whenever I'm getting socked in the face and, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, the, you know, the world has given me a huge gut check for whatever reason, whether it be, you know, a friend of mine of six years running off with $2.4 million of money that we invested together or a buddy of mine, uh, you know, going to prison for being stupid with money and us having to sell properties that we invested on together, whatever the case may be. Um, it, um, it's, it's comforting to know that this isn't something that, you know, as everything in the world is going great for everybody. And then here I am over here getting thrown off a building, right? It's, it's comforting to me. So the definition itself kind of tells you a little bit about what to prepare for in life. It's a state of mind that continues to seek, find and execute ways to win, regardless of situation or circumstance. So life happens, it happens to us all. But even in the definition, it says there are ways to win regardless of situation or circumstance. So that also gives me comfort knowing that even though I'm going through all this junk or whatever's happening for me, I don't say it happens to me, uh, but it does happen for me so I can grow and lead others through similar struggles. But it, it gives me comfort in knowing that, yeah, I'm going through all that, but I'm still going to win. It's impossible to beat the man who refuses to give up. Yes, absolutely. You know, it reminds me, uh, there's a, a story about a uh, gentleman that finds himself in a hole and people are walking by, he's fallen into this hole and people are walking by. And, and, and so, the, you know, this doctor walks by and he says, doctor, you know, can you help me? And the doctor writes him a prescription and tosses it down the hole. And, and then, you know, uh, uh, a, a a, a clergy person walks by and, you know, he says, hey, can you give me a hand? He says, I'll say a prayer for you. And, and then finally, a friend of his uh, walks by and says, hey, I'm in this hole. Can you help me out? And his friend jumps in the hole with him. And he mm -hmm. says, what, you know, what are you doing? You know, now we're both in the hole. He goes, yeah, but I know the way out. That's right. You know, and I love that story. Uh, I've heard it said, you know, uh, been told different ways, but it's a, it's, it's really, to me, it shows two things. A, we're all going to get in a bind, in a hole, we're all going to come up, we're all going to deal with some level of crap, yeah. whatever you call it. And, and I like your attitude of it's happening for me. What can I learn from this if I choose to? How is this going to make me better? Uh, how can I use this to help my team or my family? So it's happening for me. I like that attitude. But second of all, all of our problems, if you want to, uh, or all of our challenges, all of our experiences is really there so we can help the other person who gets in that jam in that hole. I mean, that's what, that's what mentors and coaches are for. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and so, you know, back to what you're saying, you've done it. You've been the top income earner, not once, not twice, but three times. So the chances are that if somebody's working with you, they're going to be able to, as you said, earn as much as they're willing, you know, to earn as opposed to somebody who's never done it, doesn't know the way out of the hole it's, it's, it's just going to be, it's just going to take that person longer because he's got the wrong coach. Yeah. There, and there's a lot that goes in. We could talk for another two hours on just what's been said in the past three minutes, but um, you know, if, if someone's watching this and taking notes, which God, I hope they are something I want you to write down is 
lesson repeated until lesson learned. And so I'm one of those people, Bert, I'm one of those people <laughs> that will go put his hand on the uh, stove, burn my hand and notice it's hot and touch it again. And then said, man, that was really hot. And then put my face on it, right? And then <laughs> take all my clothes off and climb on the stove. You know, so I've had, I, I, uh, I don't know what it is about me. I learned through trauma a lot of times. And so <laughs> there are certain situations that I've had, you know, happen multiple times. And then finally I learned. So uh, the quickest and easiest path to success is directly through the experience of others. Yes, so that's invested a lot of money, time and energy into learning uh, my profession, other people's professions, learning the world, self-mastery, just different things. And um, I didn't even mean to be a hypnotist or a hypnotherapist. That actually happened accidentally, but um, just through trying to learn something else. But um, so what I would say to people is lesson repeated until lesson learned. Notice what's going on in your life. Think how it's happening for you, not to you, and try to learn from that as quickly as possible. Because another quote that I'll give you from a good buddy of mine, Garrett, is uh, uh, you want to listen whenever God, you want to listen to God's whispers because you don't want to hear him shout. Oh, I like that one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and here's, here's where it gets interesting for us humans. Back to what you said, look, if you can take somebody else's experience, apply it to your life, it's going to help you so much. You're going to get there bigger, better, faster. The challenge is our pride, our filters, our biases, our shortcomings, whatever it is, sometimes, and I'm unfortunately, I'm like you, I'm going to sit there and put my hand on the stove, you know, well, it, it burned my left hand, but let's see if it burns my right hand, you know, kind of a thing. And so sometimes I found that, it, that it's difficult for us humans to take somebody else's experiences and use it, especially, I'm, you know, like, for example, I have five kids. I've, I've, you know, I've raised five wonderful children, but there's a point in life where you cannot teach them anything. When they're, when they're in those teenage years, you cannot teach them a thing because they know it all. Everybody else is stupid. And then once they hit like 21, 22, they've had a little bit of taste of life. Then you start hearing these things where, hey, you know what? You guys weren't as dumb as I thought you were. You were actually right about this and right about that. And, and, and it goes back to this philosophy or this saying that when the student is ready, whether he's 20 or 50 or 60, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah. And it just, I have found that sometimes it takes us longer to be ready to be the student. Yeah, yeah, true story. <laughs> it's funny how that works. It is. I remember growing up thinking that my, my parents, they were just being overly cautious or oh, they don't know anything. And, and then uh, hand on the stove so many years later, like, ah, okay, I get it. They were trying to save my life in that instance. Ah, I get it. They, they, they saw something I didn't see. So yeah, it is interesting how we do things do come. I've got two children, by the way. And the reason is because I didn't want five. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to have five when they start popping out two at a time. Uh, oh. It's uh, so so our last child, we, we were we were going for that even four. And then our last child turned out to be, you know, four and five blessing. 
it was rough the first couple of years, but uh, having twins has been an absolute blast. All right, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. In a profession that generally has a seriously small success rate, how do you feel or where do you feel that most people go wrong in the direct sales industry? So uh, I think there's a couple uh, ways that people go wrong um, in the direct selling profession. And it doesn't, I don't think it's, I don't think it matters what niche that uh, you're in as far as the direct selling profession, whether it be, you know, door to door, business to business, network marketing, you know, whatever wholesale, retail, it doesn't matter. I think that um, one, one way that people go wrong is they are just not consistent. And as simple as it seems, a couple of years ago, I was working with uh, John C. Maxwell down in his, uh, his studio in Atlanta uh, on, um, on a uh, project. And um, he wanted to do 15 laws of growth. My law was the law of consistency. And as simple as an idea as that is, just being consistent, I almost no one does it. Almost no one shows up every single day uh, to do something. And so for me personally, it's impossible for me to have a zero production day. It doesn't matter if I'm on vacation or it's my birthday, your birthday, Jesus's birthday, my kid, Thanksgiving, Christmas, doesn't matter what it is. I refuse to have a zero production day and just not move the needle. I might have a low production day, but I am as consistent as the day is long. And you, you have to master the mundane, right? It can get uh, mundane doing the same thing over and over to get to the goal because um, that's often what you have to do in the direct selling profession or in any, any profession. It's the same thing um, just over and over. And you have to master that mundane. I am not the strongest, the fastest, or even the smartest, uh, but I am extremely good at suffering. And so um, whenever other people are complaining that, you know, this, this, you know, they're not getting the results that they want uh, or that, you know, they're getting the tons of rejection or, you know, a, a wasp is chasing them down the street or they just got jumped on by a dog or whatever it is that's going on that is the challenge. I'm okay with that. Um, I've accepted that's going to happen. I've mastered the mundane. Another way, way that I think a lot of people go wrong is uh, they focus too much on the results and not enough on the activities. A good friend of mine, he said, marry the activities, divorce the results. So the way that we put it in combined insurance was attitude plus activities equals results. So it's not like you have some ancient Egyptian curse on your family and you don't get the results if you put in the activities. So anyone watching this can relax whenever it comes to you know thinking that. It's not how it is. The universe is set up where if you have the right attitude with the right activities, you get the results. Does it help to develop some skills? Yeah. Does it help to learn a little bit about the world or you know, your uh, particular market? Of course, of course it does. There's ways that you can increase your batting average, uh, that you can get bigger results you know, and all that. One is to think bigger, uh, but um, yeah, attitude plus activities equals results. 
And I'll tell you another formula that, you know, might come in handy for success is uh, W. Clement Stone's success formula, sincere desire plus study plus consistent positive action equals success. In any formula that you're going to find, any true formula you're going to find for success, whatever success may be to you, whether it's a fulfilling life, a great marriage, a wonderful business, consistency is going to be in. And um, also I, I'm focusing on the activities is, is going to be in there. And I'll tell you a really cool story about a guy that um, I, I, I trained him to just focus on activities and track everything. And don't worry about the results. They will come. And uh, he was in the network marketing space. And it was uh, very interesting. His whole goal was he had two hours a day that he had devoted to building his business. He needed to get five people in front of the information with an appointment to follow up per hour. That was his whole goal. And he didn't care how he did it. And he was in traffic one day and he was stuck. And he, um, he, he was kind of in a panic mode. Like, how am I going to get, uh, I need one more person. He went up at a stoplight and knocked on a guy's window and prospected him in the middle of traffic, which I thought was insane. I thought it was bananas. But if you want insane results, you have to, you have to do something that's out of the ordinary. And that's very out of the ordinary. So he prospected the guy and the guy seemed interested and had him follow him to his office, in which case he did enroll him and do a, uh, an introduction to me as his mentor. And I just, I still, years later, I thought that was, just, that was 2017. And I still, to this day, I'm just blown away by someone's dedication. That's what it takes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and one of those, one of the uh, thoughts I had is, not only is that a great lesson to look around you and you can say, I'm stuck in traffic, I can't do anything about it, or this is, again, it's happening for me. How can I take advantage of this traffic that I'm stuck in? And, and he took advantage of it. He got, call it lucky, but it's not really luck because lucky to me would have been this guy stuck in traffic, knocking on his window saying, hey, are you by chance involved in network marketing? I'm interested. That would have been outrageously lucky. But this guy was consistent and he took, you know, he took some massive action and said, hey, I'm, I'm just going to go, I'm going to knock on this guy's door or window or whatever. My point being is that sometimes we look for the perfect situation. And if it's not perfect or ideal, then we say, well, you know, I can't do it. And this guy say, look, I got to reach, I got to hit this activity level. Yeah. And he didn't care how he hit it. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to keep looking for the right moment. You take the moment and make it right. Yes, absolutely. And I love this idea of being focused on the activity versus the result, because sometimes we've all seen this where you do activity, 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 and you're not getting any results. You're just doing consistent activity. And all of a sudden you get result, 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 result. There, there's sometimes a lag there. It's not always, hey, I made 10 phone calls and I got, you know, three appointments or whatever. It's you might make 30 phone calls before you get, you know, seven or eight or nine appointments, but it still equals out to those two or three appointments that you were looking for, or whatever, you know, the, the ratio is you're looking for. And sometimes I agree with you, we get so hung up on the results that we stop being consistent. And then the results finally, you know, they, they, they blip that you, you get a couple of, Hey, you know, here's a couple of results that happened from the, the past activity that you did, but now, since you stop being consistent, there's no more results coming. 
Yeah, so, yeah, we uh, it's the law of large numbers for a reason. Napoleon yes. Hill has so many great quotes. One of them was that uh, if you do more than you're paid for, it's inevitable that you'll be paid for more than you do. Yes. And so sometimes you're producing invisible results, putting numbers in that law of large numbers. And another uh, thing that I think people, it kills dreams is comparitis, comparing yes. yourself to other people. I might get in a company and make $20,000 my first week or whatever, and you get in and don't make a dime your first week. And then you're looking at me, you're saying, oh, Austin, you know, good for him. I can't do that. I'm out. And so it can, just as inspirational as some of these stories can be for some people, it can be demotivating for others. And so, especially if they're comparing themselves. So I would say, you know, everyone's on their own journey. Don't compare yourself to other people. It doesn't matter how you start. Uh, it doesn't matter where you're at. And I'll, I'll mention this one last thing is that if you were in a movie about your life right now, let's say that you're 20 years old or you're 70 years old, okay? Doesn't matter, you're in the first 10 minutes of that movie. You get to, ter to determine what the rest of that movie looks like and how it ends, you know? So, um, you know, everyone's on their own journey. Don't compare yourself to other folks. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think that, yeah, that comparitis kills a lot of people, especially the young and the dumb. And when I say dumb, I'm not talking intelligence, just inexperienced. I think that social media, and, and I hate to say this, but because social media has hurt more young people than it's helped, I think we got to do something with social media. Uh, regulate it at your home. Uh, you know, if you have a 13-year-old on social media, you're probably doing them terrible harm. Uh, even if they're 18, uh, you know, we would not allow our kids to be on social media until they were much older and some maturity there because they get sucked into that comparitis so badly. All right, so let me ask you this. Speaking of this movie, let's say that you're 100 years old. Mm -hmm. What impact do you want to leave on the world? What thoughts, actions, or feelings do you want to instill in people? Talk about this. Uh, yeah, sure. That's such a great question. Um, so two things come to mind immediately. One is I want to inspire people to believe that if this ninth grade dropout from Kentucky can do it, that they can too. And what if it only turned out half as good for them as it did for me? You know, wouldn't it be worth it? I mean, as far as financially goes, that's, that's excellent. But I mean, living an incredibly fulfilling life, um, I actually quit looking for peace or uh, I quit looking for uh, joy and happiness. And instead I started looking for peace. And so um, it's interesting because I, I quit searching for joy and happiness and just sought peace and mental stillness and quiet. And now I, 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 I live in bliss and I found joy. Now, does that mean that I don't have my, my moments where you know, I'm, I'm up and down? I try to stay off the emotional roller coaster, okay? Because uh, I know it's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems. I just try to stay even too. Right. But, um, you know, I'm, I've suffered from anxiety disorder most of my life. So, I mean, I still have I still have moments of anxiety. Um, you know, I have fleeting thoughts that are negative and then I immediately recognize those and replace them with a good thought. Because if you knew how powerful your mind was, you'd never have a single negative thought. It's very powerful, your mind. 
So I think the uh, the first thing it's a two part answer. The first the first response would be I want people to understand that if I can do it, um, that that they can too. If I can make it, if I can be happy, if I can be financially free, if I can leave a, an impact in people's lives, uh, we've helped to retire over 600 families from their full-time employment through coaching and the different companies that we've been a part of and, and that sort of thing. And that's just the ones that I've been able to track. So, I mean, you know, we are leaving an impact. So if I can do it, right, if this ninth grade dropout from Kentucky can live this life, then... Um, when at one point in time I was sleeping couch to couch, eating at the canned food drive at the Salvation Army, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, you can actually do it better. Okay. And so um, the other thing is I want to continue, uh, and I know I've mentioned him several times, but I want to continue W. Clement Stone's uh, mission. Uh, he said, uh, I want to change the world make it a better world for this and future generations. And, you know, can we do it? Well, we, we are doing it currently. And everybody can make that commitment to change the world and make it a better world for this and future generations. Even if you're just doing it one person, one conversation, one connection at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, we, I started off the show about playing big and that really this, in my opinion, this, the overarching message here is that we can play big if we think we can play big. And I think that, you know, if, you, if you're a school teacher, you have the ability to change lives with those minds, those young people that you're dealing with. So play big, change those, you know, change the world by, by helping those kids. Uh, if you're a police officer, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a, uh, a plumber, you can still play big, you can still change the world. You can, you know, we all, back to your philosophy, we all can change the world. We can all make it better. And it starts with ourselves. It starts with our family. Then we can go up to our community. You know, one of the things that I've learned, again, from being around some of these massive achievers is that they all get to the point where they start giving back. They, they start thinking, they stop thinking about me and they start thinking about we. And it, you, you see these guys just about, all of the achievers that I know in the world have one or two or three foundations that they're involved with or uh, nonprofits that they're involved with because they do believe in changing the world. So I, I love that attitude that, yes, we can do it. And people like you and W. Clement Stone are doing it, uh, even though W. Clement Stone passed away a long time ago. But still, what an what a amazing life that here he is. He's been dead for, what, 100 years now? Uh, he's been dead since I think '03, so it's been okay. close to 100 years, right? But you know, 16, uh, you know, 15, 16 years. It's interesting. He lived to be 100 years old, and then his wife Jessie died exactly one year later to the day at age 100. But yeah. Wow. Okay, I, I did not know that. I thought for some reason he died anyway uh, a long time ago. But but bottom line is, I think that one of the great takeaways from people like W. Clement Stone is that even though he's passed away, he is still changing lives. Same thing with Napoleon Hill. You know, one of the great things about some of these books from authors who have long passed away is they're still changing lives. That's right. And so we can do it. And I think that it's, again, it's just that mental thing. If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you won't. You're right either way. That's right. You're right either way. That's right. I love it. I love it. 
Austin Suloff, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a ninth grade dropout who, uh, who was, uh, <laughs> you know, who, who uh, and, and thank you to your mom because she got you to, to uh, the combined insurance company. So, yeah, she actually it, didn't want me to be involved in combined. I went behind her back. And oh, is that right? The, uh, yeah, I went to the, you're supposed to be 21 to get started with combined. And when I was 19, I went to uh, Peter Layton, the vice president at the time of, of combined insurance. I drove about an hour down to Bardstown, sat down with him, looked him in the eye and said, look, if you put your faith and, tr and trust in me, uh, you'll never regret it. And um, he, he did. Thank goodness. He took a chance on me. And sometimes that's all someone needs. Absolutely. You know what? And I forgot to do this. My producer is going to get on me about this. If you haven't subscribed yet, please hit the subscribe button. If you liked anything that Austin has talked about today, spank that like button. The YouTube algorithm, as well as the, uh, uh, what do you call it, podcast algorithms, love when you spank that like button. So please subscribe, like, comment. And uh, Austin, if somebody wanted to find out more about you, if they want to get in touch with you for coaching or speaking engagements, what's the best website to reach out? So they could always go to austinzuloff.com. That's austin, Z-U-L-A-U-F.com. Or you can just email me at az at austinzuloff.com. Uh, social media is kind of overwhelming for me. So I just th stay active on uh, Facebook, on my personal page. So you can always reach out to me. I check my message requests. And if you're feeling generous, you can always go uh, Google and look up The Nest in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, you were talking about people giving back. That's one of the charitable organizations that I highly recommend. Uh, it, they help misplaced families in Lexington, Kentucky, specifically women and children. They do a lot for the community. Uh, it's the nest in Lexington, Kentucky. But yeah, email me, az at austinzuloff.com or just connect with me on Facebook. That'd be more than fine for sure. Great. I will put the links down here in the show notes. Austin, looking forward to having you back again soon, my friend. My pleasure, Bert. I appreciate you, brother. Have a All righty. Day.